Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your Source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 250 for the second of Av in a leap year. So, the lifelong question, can people really change? What do you think? I'm talk- talking specifically about positive change, meaning to say, like, let's say if you have somebody who, for their entire life, they were a slob. Their entire life, they never came on time. Their entire life, they were really angry, a very angry kind of person. Their entire life, they were very judgmental, very uh, not ethical in business, things like that. Whatever you want to say, some kind of negative trait, can a person ever really, really authentically change and become better in a true and deep way? So the answer, as we'll learn today, is a very strong yes, very relieving yes, in fact. And the answer is that yes, while a person can truly change, it's not going to come about through their own efforts, even though their own efforts are definitely required in the matter. But ultimately, through God, through God's grace, as we can say, through God's gift. So what do we mean by change exactly? So as we'll learn, there are actually like two stages in this type of changing process. And this is something that we've been kind of getting at in the last few episodes, talking about this whole idea of tshuva. And to put it into more technical terms, the two stages are tshuva tata, lower tshuva, and higher tshuva, tshuva ila'a. So what we mean by this is that the lower level of tshuva, which as we've spoken about in the past few episodes, just to give a little recap of that, this is like the basic level of tshuva, the basic level of like repentance, quote unquote, that we call it. It's the level of regret, remorse, deciding that I'm not going to do it in the future anymore. So let's say if we took that example of somebody who was a very angry person, maybe like a, a very angry CEO who's just really bu- bullied his employees all the time and is just not a very nice boss. So lower level chuva for him might be recognizing the fact of the harm that he's done to his employees and that this is not proper behavior and resolving to do better in the future. This is going to require a lot of humility on his part, most likely, and probably a breaking of the heart, like really kind of coming to terms, maybe with a certain amount of shame and everything and recognition of what he did. And this can bring him and make him into a nicer person. So this is definitely one stage of change. This is definitely a certain type of change where now he is a better kind of guy. So that's great. But guess what? There's even a higher level than that. There's a higher level of chuva where a person, through enough effort, through that preliminary stage of that lower level of chuva, they can actually reach to an even higher level where they kind of go back to the state of being before they even were in that uh, place of anger, before they were even in that place of 
berating their employees and all that kind of stuff. So it's actually not so much about stopping the negative behavior anymore, but it's actually about reverting back to their pure self. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, all of us as Jews, really at our core, we are pure. We're beyond sin. We're beyond transgression. We have a part of God that's within us. And this reversion back to our pure self, this is a very happy thing. And this is something that comes about through the grace of God. And as we'll learn, it's very much connected with Shabbos, because Shabbos is when the world returns to its its source. We can see this through the word Shabbos itself, that the word Shabbos in Hebrew, Shabbat, Shin, Bet, Taf, is very is, is from the same root as the word tshuva, return. So let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe explains all of this and explains this process whereby first there's the level of lower tshuva, which involves a lot of humility and kind of shame and everything. And then there's the higher level of tshuva, which is more about joy and happiness and how these two levels can really coexist. So the altar it begins, and this for context, we are in the middle, we're at the we're gonna be concluding chapter 10 of Igarasachuva today. And so this section begins where the altar it tells us, he teaches us that prayer is an aspect of tshuva ilah. So we spoke about this a little bit yesterday. And so just to recap, if we wanted to kind of give like a very short definition of what do we mean by supernal tshuva, tshuva ilah. Shuva ilah, supernal shuva, is, is return to source, cleaving to source, cleaving to God, which is the source of our lives, the source of our souls. And we spoke about this a little bit yesterday about how this shuva ilah, this cleaving to source, cleaving to God, that there's an aspect of Torah study in that, there's an aspect of performing chesed, like acting in accordance with God's ways, and there's an as- aspect of shuva, of, of tefillah, of prayer. And so... So the altar of today begins by focusing on this idea of prayer. And he says that since prayer is an aspect of tshuva ilah, it must be preceded by tshuva tata, by lower tshuva. And this is why the, the sages taught that, uh, and this is from the Gemara in Masechet Brachos, page 30b, that a person should not approach prayer unless they first are coming with a heavy head. What do you mean by a heavy head? Rashi explains that this means humility. So it's like before a person prays, they should approach prayer with a state of humility. What is humility? Humility is the aspect of a lower tshuva, which is all about arousing the feelings of compassion, as we spoke above in previously in this Yerusha Tshuva in chapter 7 and 8. We talked about this whole idea, if you recall, we talked about the addict, you know, and reaching out to God and feeling compassion on your godly soul and trying to arouse compassion within God and all of that. So there, it's it's a very humbling process. It's a very uh, almost like shameful process. And so this needs to, the Gemara teaches us, we need this level of humility. We need to come to prayer with this level of humility. This level of humility needs to precede prayer. And the altar goes on and he says that this teaching in the Gemara about how a person needs to approach prayer with a feeling of humility, preceded by a feeling of humility, they the Gemara learns this from a from something that happens in Chumash. This is from Shmuel Aleph, chapter one, verse ten, which is which speaks about um, Hana, like the famous Hana who was praying. She's very famous for her prayer, where it says Vihi Marat Nafish that she was bitter of, of spirit. So when Hana was davening to Hashem, when she was praying to Hashem, her spirit was very bitter. So the Gemara learns from this that when we we learn a lot of things from Hana's prayer, how to pray, 
So one of the things we learn from this is that we need to come to prayer with a feeling of bitterness. But at the same time, continues the altar Rebbe, we find something from the Brighta there. So in the Brighta in Brachos, uh, page 31a, it says that that when a person comes to pray, they should only do this with joy. So it's like, okay, how does this work? On the one hand, we're learning in this very same Gemara, we're learning two things. We're learning that we have to come to prayer with a feeling of humility, like uh, bitterness, kind of humiliation, we could even say. And then at the same time, we have to come to prayer with a sense of joy. So how could you have these two things? And so the altar break goes on and he says, especially in our orphan generation, he calls it, Doliatom, it's called, it's not easy for our generation to be able to go from one extreme to another. Like to start off and approach prayer with this deep feeling of like bitterness and humility and everything. And then it's like, okay, now I'm praying and now I'm really happy. So it's like, how how do we do this? So he says that the advice is actually to precede this tshuva tata, this lower level of tshuva, in tikkun chatzot, in the uh, the prayer that's said in the middle of the night, there's this prayer. We don't really do it so much nowadays. Some people do, but it's not really the Chabad custom to do this. But there is a prayer that people would say at midnight where they would mourn the base of Mikdash. We, we spoke about this previously. So the altar Rabbi is basically saying that a way to do this is that it's like instead of doing this bitterness, this tshuva tata, this lower form of tshuva right before prayer, you could do it earlier. You could do it like earlier in the middle of the night, basically, and that's like a good preparation for it. And then he goes on and he says, if a person can't do this every night, like if it's not practical, like nowadays it's really not so practical, at, at least, for the at the very least, they should do it once a week before Shabbos. So that means maybe, you know, something that we could all do, that we could all take to heart is like maybe Thursday night or Friday morning, really take the time to really come into a state of meditation and contemplation and think about your deeds uh, and try to humble yourself a little bit and come to that state of lower tshuva. And then why specifically before Shabbos? Because, says the Altar Rebbe, Shabbos is the aspect of higher tshuva, of tshuva la. Why? Because as I mentioned in the introduction, if you look at the letters of Shabbos, Shin, Beit, and Taf, it's the same letters as Tashiv, Enosh, which means you caused a man to return. So it's that, uh, that's from Tehillim chapter 90, verse 3. So it's like Shabbos and Tashev, Shabbos and return, have the same letters. So there's something about Shabbos that has to do with the with the idea of return and not only return but specifically the word tashev and tashev is if looking at the pasuk tashev enosh it means you cause the man to return and so it's specifically god that's causing us to return so lower chuva is our doing lower chuva is what we need to do our work but higher chuva is from god higher chuva is where god embraces us god takes us up so like we spoke about in yesterday's episode it's that aspect of where we have trust that god's going to do his part so this is why Shabbos is this whole idea of where all of the worlds revert back to their source, especially when we talk about the, the prayers of Shabbos. And the altar Rebbe says this is enough for those who understand, meaning to say that there's like a lot more there, but he's kind of like, this is sufficient to the understanding. This is the basic idea. And through this, says the altar Rebbe, we can understand that 
say that verse in Yeshayahu, chapter 44, verse 22, which says, Shuva elai ki which means return to me for I have redeemed you. So what does that mean? Return to me for I have redeemed you. At first glance, that seems really strange to say that, like return to me for I have redeemed you. It's like, why should we return to God if God already redeemed us? Uh, and it's like, where does our work come in? So the altar explains here that this is a reference to this higher level of tshuva. It's not about the lower level of tshuva because the lower level of tshuva is our work. We need to do it before God redeems us. We need to, to do the work. But then after we do the work, then what happens is that God cleanses us. So then it's this idea of where it says that that God erases our sins like a thick cloud, which is ultimately the removal of the Sitra Achra, the other side. So if you've been following on along the past few podcast episodes, basically the way it works is that we do our part. We, do, we engage in this lower form of tshuva and this lower form of tshuva of humility and shame and repentance and all of that will cause us, and compassion, of course, we don't want to forget about that part, that leads to a brokenness of the heart, which that broken heart will ultimately lead to God breaking the Sitra Achat, breaking this other side, these forces, and cleansing us. And through this cleansing, now that we're cleansed, now we can go back to that original um, Pasuk we were looking at from Yeshayahu, where it says, return to me for I have redeemed you. So it's like, okay, God redeemed us, so now we can return to God in an even higher state. We, so God redeemed us from the external forces through the supernal compassion. And so through this arousal from below of our lower tshuva, then God will return us. God will bring us back to him with this higher level of tshuva. So that's the end of the section. And so just to kind of bring it all together. So back to the question of can people really change? Yes, they can. So part of it is through our own efforts, but the biggest part really afterwards really comes through God because what, the way it works is basically we have to do our part. What is our part? Our part is coming to a state of recognition through sobriety, through sitting down, through being honest with ourselves, honest about our actions, honest about our lives. Are we living up to our full potential? Are, did, do we, are we doing things that we should not be doing? Once we recognize this, most likely this will bring us into a state of like really raw, harsh truth and feelings of compassion for our godly soul that is that we've been dragging down into all of our mistakes and things that we shouldn't be doing and that compassion will also lead us to a feeling of shame and feeling of uh, of regret and remorse and all of that all of these things is lower chuba this lower chuba which ultimately involves a broken heart a brokenness of our spirit this will cause an arousal from above which is god responding in kind with his compassion and through his compassionate feelings he will then go and subsequently break the sitra and then this breaking of the sitra will lead to the higher form of tshuva, which the higher form of tshuva is no longer about this breaking process, no longer about the cleansing process because we've been cleansed already. It's actually about reverting back to our primordial source, to the source of who we really are, to the to our source in God, which is how we were before the sin to begin with. So that's it for today. And tomorrow we're going to continue with chapter 11, which is we're nearing the end of this section of the Tanya here at Chuva, so stay tuned and I'll speak to you then. And subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. 
To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.